Greetings, all you creative people out there, and welcome to episode eight of And So The Mind Reels podcast. This episode, I'm going to talk about bad habits that can make things get really weird. In my years of theater, I've worked with some actors who had some really weird habits, little odd idiosyncrasies that made their performances awkward to watch. Why did they do it? Where did they learn that? Why is no one saying something? Several references are shared from my book called The Basic Onstage Survival Guide for Amateur Actors. Stay tuned. Hi, it's Lee Mueller, and this is episode eight of And So The Mind Reels podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about idiosyncrasies. Yes, idiosyncrasies, bad habits people have that I have known in the performing arts field. Now, having said that, I don't want to limit this to your mental scope by thinking, oh, you know, more of this theater performing arts stuff. You could really take what I'm going to talk about and I'm sure you've known somebody in any line of industry or business or construction work or whatever and just went, you know, that guy, the way he does that thing, it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. Now, I have to preface this all by saying that one of my own little neuroses that I've had my whole life is I'm very hyper aware of what it is that I do and how I appear to people. And when I got into performing arts, theaters especially, I had to be very conscious of how I appeared because I was in front of a whole lot of people and they were all looking at me. And if I looked weird, I knew it and I felt it and it was amplified because of my personality. And when I was in my very first roles in high school and I would get feedback notes from the director you know saying you know when you're doing this you kind of are doing this so stop doing that and you're saying this word wrong and and don't uh, don't lean to the side when you so everything was kind of amplified and so I kind of collected in my mind all the little idiosyncrasies and little bad habits I was doing and I couldn't help but notice other people at the same time doing really odd things. So having established that, that is why I've kind of collected these over the years and noted them down. I've been in theater for a very long time and I have witnessed some really strange performances. Now I'm not speaking about a particular actor's take on a role, like how he or she performed as a character in a play, but more specifically, the little strange habits a particular actor either did or gave to the character that really had nothing to do with the role itself. Now, I'll give you an example. Early on, I think I was still in high school, I was in a community theater production of this play, and I think it was called Night Watch. One of the other actors had the most unusual way of carrying himself around the stage. The best way I can describe it so you can get kind of a visual on this is that he looked like a marionette 
you know, the, the creepy puppet whose movements were guided by strings. When we were in rehearsals or in common everyday normal interactions, the guy was quite normal. He walked normal, like, like a human. He walked around with no real unusual flair. But when the house lights went down and the stage lights came up, some mystical transformation occurred when he made his entrance. He'd walk from stage left over to stage right, as if these invisible strings were pulling at his legs, enabling the movement, and it gave him this foe-like marching action as if he was carefully prancing around through a minefield. I thought, why doesn't, why doesn't the director say something? I mean, I mean, okay, maybe the role called for this weird kind of marching marionette kind of movement? Or maybe it's a brave performance choice that he was giving to the character to give it depth, maybe? I don't know. I have no idea. So, in passing times, sometimes when you have a small role, you have to wait to go on stage, so you just kind of sit around in the auditorium, in the, uh, you know, in the seats watching the stage until your part comes up. So I was sitting out there with some of the other small role actors, and I said something like, hey, you know, guys, is it is it me, or does Rick look like some weird marionette doing like a performance of March of the Wooden Soldiers? Well, yeah, they pretty much all agreed, and someone uh, responded, well, he just thinks he's acting. Huh, he just thinks he's acting. That, that's good. Now, over the years, that phrase, he just thinks he's acting, has really explained a lot of oddball performances. I have a, a story, a few of them actually, in a book I wrote called Basic Onstage Survival Guide for Amateur Actors. And it has to do, by the way, that book's available on Amazon or anywhere you can buy books. Anyway, so it had to do with this actor that I had crossed paths with many times at local auditions. Now, no matter what part this actor auditioned for, he would read it with a British accent. Like, so an example, in an audition for Oscar in The Odd Couple, he would sound like he was, you know, Anthony Hopkins reading from Henry V. Now, a few directors would stop him and say, no, just read it straight, read it normal. And one director actually stopped him and said, why are you doing that? I waited to respond. I really wanted to say out loud, he just thinks he's acting. Now, over the years, I've encountered other types that have other kind of odd little habits that I've collected and noticed, and I'll give you a few. First of all, there are the squatters. Yes, squatters. Several actors that I have known who, when their line came, they would actually squat down for some reason when giving their line. I don't know what that was about. Then there are the leaners. Kind of the same thing, but they would lean slightly forward when delivering the line as if they're about to bow. There are the blinkers, or the blind actors, which I call, is those who, whose eyes they would blink rapidly, or they would completely close their eyes when they delivered the line. My theory on this was is that they were mentally picturing their script in their head so that they could actually read the lines on the page. I don't know. There is the lookaways. Now, this is a variation of the eye blinking eye closers. 
But these people would actually, when they delivered the line to you on stage, they would look off to the left or up to the right, like just a few feet above your head as if, you know, a bird was coming in from behind you that they were watching come out of the sky. I'm, I don't know what that was about. Uh, now, an interesting story is I worked with an actor uh, quite a few times who, who did that. He would look off to the right, like ab up above my head when he gave his line. Now, I knew when he looked directly at me and actually made eye contact that he didn't know his line and he was going blank. So I always knew I was in trouble if he actually looked at me because I know something was wrong and he couldn't remember this line. There are the big actors, and I'm not talking about their girth or their eating habits. I'm talking about big as in over-the-top style. These guys make every word and action very big and very overly dramatic. Now, I know this trait is usually instilled in some actors at a really early age. If it's a female, maybe they were in beauty pageants or uh, if they were in high school theater, grade school theater, and they had directors who kept telling them, make it big, make it bigger, make, make everything larger in life. And, and as if every play was like a melodrama and they have to command the stage, you know, so that people can see them belting out some sort of showstopper. And, you know, that's fine for those types of shows, but, you know, straight drama or straight whatever, it gets kind of like, what? Are you, why are you doing that? Stop that. Just stop doing that. And finally, there are the iambic actors. This is what I call them, iambic actors, who deliver every line with a poetic cadence, as if they're reciting a sonnet or they're uh, singing some sort of song. They'll deliver the line and it has this kind of monotone thing that comes up and goes back down like this. And they're just like, they're, you know, like breathe, please breathe, breathe in there, stop. Now, while many of these traits are bad habits that were either learned or taught, many of them, I think, were derived some inner perception of what it is to perform. Going back to the phrase, they just think they're acting. So when they get on the stage and they do whatever they need to do, they use what they relied on, and it was these strange little habits. Okay, when I'm acting, this is what I do. I lean forward. I squat down. I look up over to the left or I close my eyes. It's just something they've picked up that they can't shake, that no one's just come up to them and said, stop doing that, stop it. For example, the iambic actor may have had Shakespeare as a reference or an association when it comes to theater and believes that every phrase, every line uttered on the stage must sound exactly like Shakespeare. Sure, you know, that's great if you're doing Shakespeare. Wonderful, go for it, man. But if you're in a contemporary role, it doesn't really fit. Now, as for me, I had a bad habit when I started out and is what I could call it is swallowing the end of my lines. Sounds really weird, I know. What would happen is my overall volume would drop off near the last few words of my line. So I would be saying something, Yes, Jane, let's go to the store and we can find something we can eat. And people, what? What did you say? I said, yes, Jane, let's go to the store and maybe we can find something we can eat. So why are you doing that? 
Maintain your, your volume all the way through. Start out there and end there so that we can hear you, so the audience can hear you, so the other actors can hear you and they know that their line's coming up because they can't hear the end of yours. Stop doing that. Oh, sorry. It only took one or two times doing that and being corrected that I actually changed and I maintained my volume all the way through. I was unaware I was doing it. I, you know, like I said, I got stopped at a rehearsal one time and from that moment on, I was aware of it and I corrected it. I mean, sometimes it only takes someone, uh, you know, a fellow actor or a director or a, a coworker or somebody to point out a habit and you correct it. Now, all those years ago, if someone would have approached, say, the marionette guy and said, hey, not sure if you know this, but you're walking kind of weird on the stage. You know, it may have helped or it may not have. I don't know. And the, and the actor who used the British accent for everything he read for. I mean, a few of us mentioned the British accent didn't work really well in contemporary things like, you know, if you're doing an American play, like, you know, doing something by Mamet or, or Shepard or something like that. British accent's not really going to work in that part, guy. But hey, he just couldn't break the habit, you know. I thought it would, but he thought he was acting. The lesson here basically is simple. If you take all the preconceived notions that you have about acting or about whatever it is you're doing. If you're a musician, you think, well, when I play this song, this this particular passage, this is how I have to do it. This is how I saw them do it on MTV. So that's, you know, that's fine. If it works for you, great. You have to be open a little bit to change. If someone gives you some constructive criticism and says, it's kind of weird the way you're doing that, Maybe you want to think about maybe stop doing it that way. If you're not open to that, then God love you. You know, I mean, have a career, but you're going to have a weird habit going on. Maybe some of the bad habits or the misguided instruction you received early in your career are kind of hindering you. The mental scripts that you have in your mind may not always work for the play scripts that you have in your hand. If you stand up straight and deliver your line as opposed to squatting or leaning or looking off, won't alter your overall performance, but you'll look weird. Just keep what you think is acting or what you think is doing sales or doing uh, ballet or doing marketing or whatever it is, whatever habit that you think, you think, when I'm doing this, this is how it's done. Keep a few avenues open there. Keep a few options to change that. You'll be, I think, a little bit more successful. And so, the mind reels. <laughs>